He's back at the Freak Nation, Justin Ashley, NHRA Top Fuel Pilot, joining us in the Lucas Oil Studios. It's good to get him back in here. Well, it's good to get him back in here, but not for this damn reason. Uh, at least for now, the NHRA drag races in New England were postponed until Monday. Not sure if they're going to get them off on Monday. Who cares? Uh, Justin Ashley getting off the treadmill to come. Ju- the treadmill or the bike? No, no, no. I was on the treadmill. I was not on the bike. Let me make that point clear. I was not on the bike. I was on the treadmill. We had a rain. That it's been raining so much throughout the weekend that I felt like I haven't been doing much. So I felt like I needed to get at least back in the gym and get the blood flowing again. But, you know, when you guys called and this opportunity came up, I wouldn't miss it. Not a boy. All right. So Justin Ashley joining us now on the Freak Nation, just as he got off the treadmill. Freak Nation and the NHRA's race is postponed at least until tomorrow. It's 90 degrees here in St. Louis, humidity at about 150. Yet, what's the temp in uh, upper New England at this point? Yeah, it's between 48 and 50 degrees, and it's been that way uh, all of today, Sunday, and it was that way all of yesterday, Saturday. The craziest thing is it was 92 degrees when we got here and we raced on Friday. We ran our one qualifying session on Friday and it was 92 degrees out. There's over a 40 degree swing. It's gotten that much colder since then. And you know how it is, guys. I mean, it's hard enough to run these cars in good conditions when the conditions are like they are today and like they've been throughout the weekend. It really is a difficult thing to do. Who was that hardest on you guys as drivers or your engineers, your mechanics? Because there's no way to prepare for that on any end of the spectrum. Yeah, there really isn't. I think it's twofold. I think first and foremost, it's hardest on the tuners because there's no real data and information that they can rely on and go back and use that they've had in the past because it's such extenuating circumstances. So it's really tough for the crew chiefs. And then ultimately, when the weather is like this, it becomes a driver's race in a lot of ways. You're going to see a lot of things that are wacky, a lot of things that are wild, cars that shake the tires, smoke the tires that don't go up and down the track that frequently. And that's when the challenge comes in from a driver's perspective to be able to ease on the throttle and get back on it the right way and get the car through the finish line. Ease on the throttle. You're talking about if the tires start to shake at the starting line, right? Right, exactly. So in other words, if they start to smoke or or in this case, more than likely start to shake uh, early on in the run toward the starting line, I think there's a tendency for myself and, and of course, other drivers to just slap right back on the pedal immediately. But a lot of times that doesn't work. It's easier and much better to be able to ease your way onto the throttle um, and get the car to hook up that way and give it a chance to settle down first. So easier said than done, but that's when it really becomes a driver's race. Let me jump in here real quick. Again, sometimes we uh, we have a little inside baseball conversation during the Freak Nation. Some people don't understand what the hell we're talking about, but let me put it plain and simple. It's like when you ask your girlfriend or your wife <laughs> to do something for you, if she's in a great mood, sure, baby, I'll do that. But then 15 minutes later, when she's in a crappy mood, no, I never said I would do that. That's how it is with this 40 degree weather change, right? The car's hooked up at 90, oh. 90 degrees, but then it cools off and all, all of it goes to hell. Am I right there, Ashley? It's like, I've oh. heard a lot of different analogies. <laughs> I've heard a lot of different analogies. That's a new one. I'm just glad I didn't. When he first started off, I'm like, oh no, where is he going with this right now? Where uh-huh. is he going? But you, I got to give you credit. It actually, that was a good, good, and I may actually borrow it because that was a good analogy. All right. Stat man, bring it back. Oh, no, 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 no. What? I don't know if it's a girlfriend thing or a toddler thing. Kenny deals with uh, both right now. Well, I guess our nine year old isn't really a toddler, but is it a kid thing or is it a girl thing? 
Kenny's got both that he deals with. That's why it's top of mind for him right now. I need a crew chief. I need, <laughs> you know what? That's what I need. I need your crew chief to help me with my rear end wheels from time to time, either to get the hell out of the house or put the brakes on it. All right, Justin. I'll speak with Mike Green and Tommy DeLago and we'll see what they can do. <laughs> I don't know, Kenny, what you need to learn how to do is feather the throttle a little bit come <laughs> off of it, and then go back on. You got to learn where that sweet spot is. Otherwise, you're going to be uh, shaking the tires and uh, all over the map for the rest of the time. <laughs> there you go. Yep, Justin did not think this conversation was going to go there with bad weather and epping. Woo-doo. Well, Justin, listen, I mean, come on, guys. I, I know well enough that when I come on the show, anything is possible. So I'm prepared to expect the unexpected. So at least that much I know when I speak with speed freaks, expect mm-hmm. the unexpected. I had a yeah, feeling it could go in a variety of different directions. You come on with a T-shirt that's got gazoo on it, so you can expect anything, you know? I mean, anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to ask you, you described something that was very uh, nuanced, how, how long does it take you to learn that five? I was told once that there's only about an inch of travel in top fuel and funny car throttles. Uh, first of all, did I have that wrong? And secondly, how do you know how to feather inside of that little tiny space? Yeah, no, there is very little room, um, you know, in terms of the throttle, in terms of the throttle cable. Um, but it just takes time. It takes experience. I'm still learning each and every lap. And the reason why it's so difficult is because, you don't get a chance to pedal that often and you don't get a chance to pedal during qualifying. Um, so it's only when it happens in real time in a pressure situation on race day. So I think that, you know, the easiest way to put it is it just takes time. It takes experience, it takes going through different situations and uh, having the car react in different ways. So I'm definitely still learning. Uh, you know, Mike Green and Tommy DeLago do a great job of looking at the information and going over the graph and going over the runs with me to help with that. Um, so it just takes time and, and you could see, uh, you really could see some crazy racing if we do get it done in Epping tomorrow. So does it happen? You don't get a chance to practice often, do you? I know teams stay overnight on Monday to get a little practice in, but you don't get a lot of practice to get a chance to work on that nuance. Do you, like you said, you have to learn it in competition. None. You have to learn it in competition. That's the only way, because even when we do stay after and test, um, you know, you're not going to pedal the car anyway. It's just too dangerous. Too many crazy things can happen. It could cost too much money. So it's only on race day in real live situations. So that's really what makes it so tricky and so difficult. So that's why experience is critical. So let, wait, let me leap in here for one more. In most forms of racing right now, the mid pack is starting to break into the front, the sharper end of the field. And that's happening in top fuel. Uh, so these guys that came in, a few years ago are starting to learn that nuance. Is that what you're saying? Maybe you're one of those people that's breaking into the sharp end of the field from the middle of the pack. Yeah, I think so. I think it's certainly possible. I think that the way top field is right now, I mean, I, honestly, guys, I think it's the best top fuel field in NHRA history. I really do. It's that good. So I think you have people coming in from the middle of the pack, people staying from the front of the pack and people coming in from the back of the pack. It's just heavy hitters each and every weekend. So no matter how you look at it, whether it's that nuance or the nuances of, of having a successful team out here or driving well, it's just, it's tough. You almost have to have four perfect rounds of racing on Sunday just to have a chance to win at the end of the day. So they're, they're, uh, they're coming hard from everywhere. 
That is spectacular to say that Mm -hmm. because race fans in general of all series, I've seen it with IndyCar, I've seen it with NASCAR, I've seen it with sports cars, especially NHRA. They want to keep their minds and their memories with the good old days. So you've got your Bernstein fans and your Prudhomme fans going, no, there's no way that this field is better than what they raced against. But you're right. The parody now is better. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's for a number of different reasons. I mean, those were, you know, amazing, amazing times as well. But when you look at it now, I think it's about depth and the quality of the field. So there's a lot of cars. You look at the 12 or 13 full-time cars that there used to be maybe there was one or two cars that could win the championship. You legitimately have 12 or 13 cars that could win the championship this year. The quality, the depth, the experience. Let's take a guy like Tony Schumacher, for example winning his top field driver of all time. He's qualified 13th out of 13 cars here in Epping. I mean, that just goes to show you that dude is bad to the bone. One of the best drivers the sport has ever seen. And he's qualified 13th. Everyone from Tony Schumacher to Clay Milliken to Antron to Steve, you can go up and down the list. There's no such thing as an easy first round anymore. If there ever was, it is just quality. It is depth. It's everywhere. Justin Ashley, NHRA top fueler, joining us here in the Freak Nation, hoping that the NHRA gets it off on Monday from Epping. Are you a kind of dude that now that you're finished with Speed Freaks, you'll go back on the treadmill, or are you just going to go back in the bed and pull up a Butterfinger and a, a Schlitz beer and just hang? <laughs> well, I, uh, thankfully, I was winding down my workout when you guys called. So, um, For me, no, I'm in for the night. I got to get up early and hopefully get some racing in tomorrow. It looks like more of a Snickers guy anyway, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, thanks for taking time out, dude. I know it was last minute, man. Good to get you back in the Freak Nation. Always. I appreciate the time, guys. Thank you. Again, Justin Ashley here in the Freak Nation, hoping that he's going to get his race uh, underway. Looking at the weather from the uh, crack weather staff here with the Freak Nation, and the good luck weather duck, man, uh, we are, I don't oh. think they're going to get that thing in tomorrow, but we hope. Is that what the good luck, good luck weather duck quacked? Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, man, good luck, man. Good luck in HR getting your stuff in tomorrow, man.